You remember? Do people still do ketamine? Yeah. 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 Are we I, live yet? Oh yeah, we're live. We're on. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> I don't know anything is. about drugs. I'm like so irrelevant. I never. Irrelevant's probably not the right word for it, but I'm so ignorant when it comes to any of that stuff. I never knew anybody that was super into drugs. I never did drugs. Yeah. So. I I had my heyday, but. I like where I'm at now, not doing drugs. It's a straight weed. edge I, day. Sorry, I'm I mean, I it is straight edge day, which means oh, you yeah. celebrate by being straight edge not like you sip, are every other day. And not sipping this beer that we unfortunately have. All the respect in the world to my Whoops. my friends that are edge. And all the respect in the world to my friends too that, you know, do drugs, whether they uh enjoy it or whether they're going through something that they gotta figure out. No beef. Yeah. No. Life's confusing, life's crazy. That's why sometimes we make some art, we make some songs, we put our feelings into creativity and try to get it out that way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, this got off to a weird start. Let's <laughs> yeah. liven it up. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. What was that voice? Let me fucking redo that one. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who listened to the last episode. If you're one of the people that listened to that conversation, what is this weird voice? I hope you enjoyed it and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Cheers, my friends. I'm sitting here today with my friends, Alex and Sam of the band Short Fictions. Make some noise for the internet. Everybody's really happy that you're here. I'm happy that you're here. I can't believe, I can't, I was just like, I didn't realize you would have a studio audience. Like, I just, the lights outside, I just thought this was so. Yeah, if you want to be a part of the Start the Beat studio audience, send an email to Brian's studio audience. It's studio audience dot audience dot dot org. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so we are here today, as I mentioned, Sam. Alex, you play in a band, you make some music, you've been doing it for a while, you run some shows, you do some stuff, you're in school, you're growing up, you're adults, but you're also like not, life's weird, you're in a weird place, where should we start? I don't know. Uh, Yeah, there's there's literally (laughs) so much. Let's start with the band. For everybody out there that isn't familiar with your band, Short Fictions, what can you tell the people about your music? We're really good. Hell yeah. We're great. <laughs> uh, we are, I, I don't know if emo is the right word. We're pseudo emo. Alternative, alternative pop is what yeah. I'm, that's what I'm marketing the record as. Wow. Okay. As cool. A, I'll yeah. take that. I think it's easier. I think, I think that industry people like that term more than emo right now. Yeah. It's like a little term better too. Yeah. Emo is yeah. a little, it's a little dated right now. Yeah. It's yeah. like, uh, people don't like it. It's like, well, a with a the the realm of Greywalker, we have like a a very heavy uh metal core sort of vibe, but we're not quite. But that's not a term that anybody wants to hear right yeah. now. <laughs> well, I don't know. There's a huge metal core. Metal core going oh, is, it, is, it, is it coming yeah. back it's, now? It's crazy. I guess we should, we better strike all the irons hot then. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> but uh, so your emo, not emo band. Yeah. Let's, emo, let's dig into e- that a little we'll bit. We'll say emo adjacent. Uh. I don't know. You emo adjacent, sometimes pop, sometimes screamo. Uh, a little bit of uh, everything. Kind of depends on the day. It's just like we wake up. It's like, what are we feeling? Well, I'm just going to go on a limb and I'm going to assume that both of you are in your early 20s. 
So I think that that's a good representation of just where music was and where the genre was when you were coming up. You know what I mean? Like we'll say like, you know, maybe a decade ago when you were like, I don't know, in your teens and finding music and things like that. Like that's when like emo was kind of like, it was still a thing, but it was starting to get phased out by bands that were a little bit more serious. And then as a result, you kind of liked all of it. And then now 10 years later, you have this like result. that's kind of like a mix of all those things. Yeah. I don't, I definitely, I don't feel like we're part of the emo revival or the emo revival revival or whatever <laughs> revival we're on right now, but I don't know. And we're definitely like not reinventing the wheel or anything like that in terms of music. But I think that like, we're all just like making the music that we want to make. And we're very lucky that like people give a shit about it. I think that's, what's honestly most important. A lot of people get caught up in trying to be the most original, the most fresh and all that stuff. And like, it doesn't really matter. It's more or less what's good. I always feel some type of way when people are talking about a movie, they go see a movie and it's like, well, it wasn't the best thing I ever saw. And it's like, is it supposed to be? (laughs) Is everything that you engage with supposed to be like the best? That's no way to live your life. What a nightmare. (laughs) So I'm with you too when it comes to my stuff. It's never been about like, oh, let's be the most inventive thing. It's like, no, let's hang out with our friends and just make stuff that we like and just contribute to this like musical culture, this sonic landscape that we, you know, grew up liking and still like, and we want to see continue to flourish. Yeah. I mean, that's like the, the community aspect is like why I like being in our band the most. It's like, I like being out on tour. I like going out and playing shows and seeing our friends. And And everyone in our band is our best friends. Yeah. We're all really good friends. We don't fight. We don't have to ever even get famous or anything. (laughs) Just having a really good time with it, honestly. And so when did the band start? Uh, 2015, more or less. We've been around for a while, but we weren't really very focused or good <laughs> until about like a year or two ago. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's the natural evolution of things. Yeah, yeah. It takes some time. Have you had the same lineup since you started or has something switched Not switched even out? close. Okay. <laughs> I think we're down to two original members and I counted at one point, like we've had something like 12 to 13 different members play at least one show with us. Yeah. Sure. That's not entirely uncommon. Yeah. It's, it's really not. It's it's uh it's a it's a pain in the ass getting a band together. It, it really, really is, is. <laughs> especially especially just like the older you get. Not that anybody in this room's like that old. I'm a I'm a little dinosaur over here, but it's just getting people that already have other things going on, whether it's school or work or families, partners, sometimes all of the above. Being like, yo, can you commit? you know, a day or two a week to come play some music in a basement. And then every once in a while we'll play a show that will also probably be in a basement. Yeah. <laughs> it can be yeah. really hard to get people to like yeah. vibe with that unless they are a part of the community, but yeah. everyone in the community is already in three bands. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> you either have to be really impassioned about being in our band or just like have no life otherwise. Sure. Yeah. It, but I mean, like I said, it, it takes time. You took that time, you got there and here you are now. So <laughs> short fictions now what's like on the current horizon. What's been going on with the band? A uh, new record coming out in December. Hell yeah. And like just ideally consistent touring, like just like my mom's not going to like this three months out on the road. Like okay. Be, you know, minimal. Sorry, mom. Yeah. Excellent. 
Exactly. They got riff to rip, mom. They got riff to rip. Yeah. No. <laughs> they got uh, faces to melt. Yeah. I don't know. Be, you said something about us being like in our young twenties, and it's like I'm. I graduate college like this semester. Yeah. And it's like if we don't do it now, then like why not? Yeah. Now's like definitely the time to do it. I mean, there isn't the only. Uh, I guess the only wall that we put up is our own when it comes to like saying like, Oh, we can't do this now or we shouldn't do this. But with that being said, it's definitely so much easier to do this stuff while you are in a position like you are in now. And it really has nothing to do with age. It's just a matter of like, you know, with me, it's like I could, there's a lot more that somebody in my position, which has nothing to do with, even the band, but just like my personal life mm -hmm. so much more that I would have to put on the line and sacrifice. Like the stakes are so much higher for me to go out for even like two weeks, you know, just because it's like, well, I might not have a job now and yeah. I, and I, I have a house that I have to pay and I have all these like shitty credit cards that I got a long time ago <laughs> that I probably shouldn't have got. And I mean, like not saying that like, it, it's, it just gets harder. So with me not blabbing anymore about that, I'm very excited that you're taking the initiative. You've got the energy, the fire to get out there on the road, play some shows. Yeah. So with all that being said, this is something that I actually never really talk about with bands. And I don't know if either of you have even thought about this. So if I'm putting you on the spot, I'm Dude. sorry. <laughs> but what has Short Fictions done to get ready for the road? For three months on the road, what have y'all been uh, doing? I think I think about this like every day because like I've just been. I wanted to do this like last year too. Is just like I want to tour as much as possible. And like two years ago when I joined the band, it was like, all right, I want to go out on the road for like tw like two weeks out of the year. And then the next year is like, all right, I want to go out the road for forty. And like this last year, we did like close to sixty. I was like, all right, well, let's just push it to ninety. And it's I don't know. It's and I also don't feel like I could tour. Like I could fill in on tour maybe with someone else, but I don't think I could like consistently tour with any other band than like our band just because I don't know. We work so well together. Uh, everyone is like, we all have the same goal, which is to like, I don't know, not make this our job, but also kind of like, sure. you know, I want to, I would like to pay rent by playing music yeah, or like at least just like by touring. Um, so what, Let's let's go through the steps of, you know, touring. So you, you've already been playing some shows out of town. Yeah. So you have some sort of transportation, <laughs> right? How, yeah, are, how are you kinda. getting around <laughs> from place to place? Well, we were renting uh, Harrison Thurman of Scratchy Blanket and other bands van. Their van is beautiful. Cool studs. It is very cool. Um, Shout outs to Harrison, by the way. We love you, buddy. We love you. And it's great, but he or they uh they they go out on tour with lots of other bands, so it's not always available to rent. And also, last time we took it, and no hate to Harrison, but it really fell apart on us. Uh, <laughs> AC did not work. Uh, stereo stopped working. Both cigarette later stopped working. <laughs> uh, it was kind of awful, but it was really fun though. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Long story short, you were renting a van for a while. Right. And some, a van slash driver was, was Harrison coming with you? They did not drive us. Okay. All right. Um, and now we own a van. Sam owns a van, but <laughs> it's not great. Uh, <laughs> I bought it for $900, which is suspicious. <laughs> uh, it's main flaws that, 
you cannot at any point go over 55 miles an hour. Uh, Which That's like the opposite of that movie Speed. (laughs) (laughs) With with a 12-person van filled to the brim with gear, and also it has no seats. Uh, So, like, I don't know. If you go any faster than that and, like, something happens, we would probably... Not survive. Sure, I really hope my mom doesn't watch this. this is not going to be a good sell to her at all. Uh, it's a beautiful van, though. Yeah. Oh, and it's from 1992. Oh, so. good year. It's called yeah. the Mustard Mobile. Uh, Penguins won the Stanley that year. So blessed. Yeah. So that van's obviously running on uh, on ice power. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> running on dreams. Yeah. Uh, Canada. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Anyways, um, so you got a van. Basically, right now, I'm just kind of going through the process because there's a lot of ish things that a band's that I'm stuttering over myself. It's been a really long day. I apologize to the internet and to both of you. I just had quite a day today. Um, With bands, even getting the van is a problem. Mm, But for y'all, it was, well, going to get a van for 900 bucks. It's not going to be the best. Might need some work, but you did it. Yeah. And now you're able to move from point yeah. A to point B. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, we can just hop in it. We don't need to message anybody. Yeah. And pray that they're not already on tour. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, great. in terms of that, so you got the van. It's not the best, but you're making it work. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling that that's going to be a common thread throughout the rest of this topic. <laughs> it's not yeah. the best but you're making it work. So in terms of actually getting the shows, you got this van, you can get wherever you want to go. You know what I mean? You Mm -hmm. could go to a sweet show in Grand Rapids, Michigan, or you could go to, I don't know, uh, a Hardee's somewhere. You can go wherever you want, but the idea is shows. So when it comes to the shows, who is in charge of booking the shows? How is getting shows? What's your communication been like finding shows outside of the city? Because that's another thing a lot of independent bands struggle with. Yeah, I do pretty much all of our like tour booking. Uh, and I have been since what? Like, uh, since you joined. Yeah, <laughs> since I joined. Uh, no, it, it used to be really hard. And I would just like go on DIY tour postings, which is this Facebook group. Do you know? Are you familiar? No, it's this Facebook group with like, like maybe a hundred thousand people, all DIY tour musicians who like hit up about a date they need, and then just a bunch of, you know, people just you should play here. Is it actually here. like an active community? I'm assuming it it's is. It's not. I mean, it 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 is, and it's not. It just. It's I just, always find those things. That I tend to stay away from them because you, I. And, I te- and as you should, we I played. To, we played a lot of bunk shows that I just yeah. like got through. I digress. I feel okay. like it never works. I don't think I've ever successfully booked a show through that Facebook group. I have. <laughs> I have. I have booked Shout outs to that Facebook yeah. group. Apologies. No, no apologies. I hope you hear this. <laughs> I, I hate the Facebook group. Uh, exactly. Uh, but then anyways, I started moving away from that. We we just like continually went to, uh, well, also same book shows in Pittsburgh for like you know, you've been booking for shows for a long time. Yeah. So we've had a lot of homies come through that live in other places that are like, yo, if you ever need. We both book shows constantly. We yes. book so many shows. Yeah, we do book Pittsburgh. a lot of shows. Uh, so just like we had a lot of people like willing to return the favor. And, you know, while I was still, you know, in school heavy, we would just do weekenders and go out. Like the whole idea was like, we'll do a weekend east and a weekend west and a weekend south and a weekend north and do that like a couple times a year and we just kind of made the goal to do a weekend a year 
for like as long as we could. Yeah. A weekend, um, a month. What's that? Did you mean a month? What? Yeah. You oh. said a weekend a year, but you meant a weekend a month. Oh, yes. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Tight. Sorry. Uh, a weekend, a month, and then... Uh, after we, I mean, I don't know. I honestly don't know how it happened. I've just made so many connections. Well, it makes sense because, you know, as you mentioned, both of you do book shows locally. It, you know, a few different venues. Mm-hmm. We both In, live at punk houses yeah. too. Yeah. So, so you have that experience there. Mm-hmm. There's bands that are coming through. You, you make friendships. So mm-hmm. that combined with just playing shows here and there, I mean, mm-hmm. not every band you play without a town is going to be tight, but. Yeah, Every once sure. in a while, there's one where it's like they're really cool people. And the next yeah. time you go back, you, you'll you play with them again. And yeah. then also for like the last, I would want to say like year or so, we could just hit up places and be like, yo, like go on Twitter and be like, yo, who wants to book us here? And people be like, yo, short fiction is sick. I'd book them. Like, yeah. And sometimes people don't even know. Which is nice now, but it definitely wasn't always that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, I think that that all goes into just you just have to get the ball rolling. Even if that ball is heavy as fuck and you're pushing it for a while, the only way it's going to start rolling is if you start pushing it. The ball's never going to start rolling itself. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Just, I guess, trial and error. We had a lot of bunk weekenders and a lot of shows that definitely so did not go our way. That would be the next question. So you have, you know, maybe some bands are able to get on the road. Mm-hmm. Some bands get the shows booked. But then, you know, that's a lot of work. And then sometimes the shows are bunk. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have one good show in a weekend. Sometimes you have none. Sometimes you have three. And it's It's, like, hell yeah. It's really hard because you're putting your trust into like these people that you like either barely know or kind of know. So how do you deal with that whenever it doesn't go that go your way? How do you deal with things when they don't go your way? (laughs) I remember I remember playing shows in front of four people and like being like, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. You (laughs) know what I mean? Like totally like I at first it was and I'm you know, I'm still this way. Uh, you know, to a point where it's like, I'm just happy to be on tour. Yeah. I'm just, ha- I'm very lucky to be able to play music with my best friends in like somewhere that I've either never been or like, you we know, have a, well, we have a low standard. We show up to a show and 10 people are there and they give us $15. I'm like, Sick. hell yeah, we're well, rich. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I think that there's a certain, everybody has a different idea of what like a good show is and what success is subjective across the board, no matter who you're talking to, everybody's going to be a little different. But for me and playing a show, I never, it's, I mean, granted, if I'm in a room and there's fucking like, you know, a lot of people in a room, it's like, whoa, that obviously makes a huge difference. Yeah. But most of the time, it's really just about the energy that's in the room. Mm -hmm. And like, I've been in rooms that have had five people that have just had like, amazing energy like yeah, those yeah. five people have had the energy of 500 mm-hmm. and it's been For sure. awesome and i mean i've played rooms with you know a few hundred people in them opening up for touring bands and it's been like you know dead yeah. it's like why am i even on this stage yeah exactly yeah. it's we crazy played, what is it we opened for a band in some like uh brooklyn like venue and there was like the room was packed I think we sold like one piece of merch. Line. <laughs> but then other times, yeah, like you play to five people and every single one of them buys merch and they all are your Facebook friends for the rest of your life. Some, yeah, some of my favorite shows that I can like remember like playing in Philly basements in front of like 10 people and like, you know, 10 people were there, but they're still like, they still fucked with us. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was really cool. I don't care. We can play in front of like 50 people. As long as like one person knows what's up, like 
I don't care. Like, and I'd much rather play in front of like five people who give a shit in front of rather than like a hundred totally. people who just like don't. So. That's one of the fortunate things about, you know, with the type of stuff that you're doing. We'll say like, you know, there's a big part of the, we'll just alternative pop indie rock that world that exists in small venues and flourishes in small venues Mm -hmm. and much well you know with me too i play in a metal band i do weird hip-hop stuff and that's the same thing it's like these are like there's like really passionate small demographics of people that like this music but uh can you imagine being like i've had this conversation with people before but can you imagine like you're starting out and you're like you want to be in this like stadium rock band like say (laughs) you want to be like you want to be like a Nickelback, like a big yeah. rock band yeah. mm-hmm. that like needs to play in big venues. You want to be famous. Like, can fun. you imagine like, how does a band like that start? Yeah. Cause a band can't like, they can't do a basement grind. Yeah. I think about that all the time. It's so weird. There's, how, a, there's, there are very few bands who are just like out there killing it that like started in basements, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, I, I, it's weird when I see a band and like, they don't get like a whole lot of people to come to the show and then they're like mad about it. And it's like, I don't know, be more famous. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just like hop into that. You have to work your way up. Or, well, I think a lot of the time when I've seen bands that are like that, it's usually because they're like hot shit at home. Yeah. yeah. And they're just like, it's, you know, they're, they're getting a, an unfortunate dose of reality. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there could be some band that's the fucking shit in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. right? You know, but they fucking play here. I mean, it's only, it's not even a half day away. We're only yeah. eight hours away, but nobody knows who you are here because like, you exist in this bubble. Yeah. And that's why touring, I feel like no matter on like what level it is, like what kind of shows you're playing, it's just so important. One, to just like be able to show people that you're on the road. I think that like marketing yourself as like a touring band is like pretty important to like, Sure. Know, if there's, you're trying to be like in like an industry band, like. yeah, there's that stigma of like the local band, yeah, oh, and, for it, sure. and it becomes very very obvious. And it's funny because there's that thing too where uh, <laughs> I guess it's a double edged sword because like sometimes people in your home own hometown won't really fuck with you until you're like big. Yeah, it's true. And yeah. then sometimes the opposite happens. Yo, I feel that way like on people like people only like like it depends on the scenes. Like and with like hip hop, for example, like there's a lot of really popular hip hop artists here mm-hmm. that like that. I mean, they are from here that I played shows with back in the day. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I played two shows with Liz Khalifa back in the day. Wow. Before I mean, like he was popular, but yeah. like I mean, yeah. I played with him. Right. No, but I mean, like, and then he blew up, and now yeah. like so many more people give a fuck about Wiz Khalifa now than then yeah way more and then uh it's funny because like in the opposite sometimes with like even with like hardcore I feel like there was like there's you know been a couple one primarily pretty big hardcore metal band from the city that was huge here and then I feel like whenever they blew up it seemed like a lot of the people here were kind of like eh like I don't care <laughs> yeah. anymore because yeah. you blew up and it's like yeah. you're you're different now and it's like that's fucking weird. It's like it it's interesting weird. to see that that mixture of the worlds yeah. there. I don't know. It's kind of like can we say their name or is it taboo? I mean, I just don't want to put it out there <laughs> like that. I mean, all the respect to them. Like yeah. they're, they're, they're they're super tight, but it's just like it's I we, like we know who them. I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's so weird though because I definitely know people that were like ah fuck them. When, like, when we're on the road, people are like oh you're from Pittsburgh. Do you listen to yeah Code Orange? I'm like fuck yeah, Code Orange is awesome. Like. I yeah. love Code Orange. How can you not, honestly? Yeah. I don't know. I I think it's that way. And like, 
a lot of aspects of even life where it's just like, if you're not benefiting someone anymore, like right there, then like, you know, what is it? I feel like sometimes like, I don't know, even on the internet, if I can't offer anyone any help, whether it's like booking help or like helping people book shows in Pittsburgh, it's just like, all right, we not friends anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think one of the things like with DIY in particular is there's like this stigma with like success to some degree. I don't think it's as bad as it used to be because I think with the rise of the social media, we were talking about social media before we started recording and how we all have to have it now and use it to promote. I think as a result, it's making a lot more underground bands, a lot more business savvy. And also since the idea of like the record label and stuff's kind of like a, a thing of yesterday and everybody's like, I'm going to, we're going to be our own thing. We're going to do our own distribution. A lot more people are thinking more about money in the underground scene mm -hmm. versus like when I was in high school and shit. But regardless, I think yeah. there's just this thing with like in the DIY scene when like a band gets super successful and now it's like all of a sudden you can't see them for five bucks in a basement. Like yeah. you have to go to the big place and spend like 20 bucks to see them. It's kind of like, oh, fuck those guys. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's weird because people, I don't know, people are like, oh, you're trying to sell out. And it's like, yeah, kind of. I would yeah. like to be, I would like to make money sure, for my it's music. Like, yeah. yeah. What do you, what do you think? I'm not that? trying to be super fucking famous. I just like, I don't know. Just I like, really, I really love what we do. And like, I really love the people that we meet and I know that we work really hard and like, I'm not asking to like make a shit ton of money. It would just be cool. If we got to a point where, <laughs> you know, I could pay my $400 rent. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. literally all I want. A difference I don't need to between selling out and cashing in. Yeah. My ideal like thing is just like tour as much as I can for the next three years. And so I'm like financially, physically, and mentally just like yeah. unable to do so and then get like an industry job. I mean, honestly, like what, what is really selling out? Yeah. You know, you, you know, working your fucking ass off to do what you love, create art, distribute it to people and, you know, make a living off of that or to go work for somebody else pursuing their dream for a, a paycheck at some meaningless job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I, like I think about that all the day. My parents, like that's kind of selling out. Like yeah, you're not even, that's exactly what I think. My parents, like I'm 23, I'm going to graduate college in December. My parents are like, push me to get a job. And it's like, you know, I don't, I have my whole life to just like be a fucking normie. You know what I mean? <laughs> totally I have my whole true, life to yeah. wake up at nine, come home at five, have kids. Yeah. But like right now I have like a good opportunity to do what I want, to do what I've always wanted to do. And like, I don't know. I don't no, care if I'm broke. Dude, I don't care if I'm broke for a few years. Like no, take know? advantage of it. Like, because yeah. honestly, like when I was 23, like I just wasn't in a position to even like do what I wanted to do. Yeah. And there was also part of me too, that didn't have people around me telling me that I could do it. So like I was holding myself back. I didn't have people encouraging mm -hmm. me and I was just in, like, I didn't know anybody. Yeah. It's like, things are a lot different now. I wish I had like the resources and the people around yeah. me. That's now, the thing. Short fictions is a very like privileged band. Like we're very, very, very lucky to like be in a position to be able to go out on tour and like to be able to have jobs or like be able to afford going out and like coming back and like doing stuff like that. And like not a lot of bands can do that. So. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, sometimes it's like, I, like I said, I mean, it was a lot of it for me was a lot of it was my fault and some of it was completely out of my control. Yeah. That's just life for sure. But with all of that being said, so we've talked a lot about, you know, getting on the road, what you've done, 
getting shows, you know, what it's like when things go bad, just having a good mentality and just doing it because you want to do it. I feel like you can't do anything unless you actually really give a shit. I say this a lot. I apologize to anybody watching or listening that has heard me say this 10,000 times, but I'm sitting here with my friends and we're having a conversation. So I'm going to say it to you. I always tell people if they're asking me about they want to start a podcast or they want to start making beats or they want to record music or whatever. It's like they ask me about like, what do I need to get things to buy? It's like, you just need to give a shit. That's That's the first thing that you need. That's all you need. All you need is just like a little bit of drive to like make the next step. And if you, once you make that first drive fuels everything. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's simple things like, Oh, okay. Of course. Yeah. Of course you have to buy things, but it's like, okay, well to buy things, you need money to get money. You got to do some sort of work or job, whether that's, I don't know. I'm not condoning robbing people, but you could (laughs) rob a bank or you could get a job and, you know, have somebody else rob you of your time for some money yeah. and then you get what you want in the end. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's trade. Nothing. It literally, perfect. it literally <laughs> just comes down to priorities and like, I mean, I don't know it, it, for me, I'm still kind of working on that balance. You know, I'm not only am I like in school, I'm taking 18 credits and I have an internship and then I have this band and I have a partner and like, you know, all of that, it just comes as like a balancing act to like, all right, how can I put this to this, to this, to make this work out so that like, it's, uh, you know, it's it funny is I just had this thought. Um, I talk about this a lot because a lot of people will, will talk to me about like, it, like, Hey Brian, it seems like you do a lot. I don't know how you do it. And it's just like, well, I just do it because mm-hmm. I have a lot of stuff I want to do. And the thought that I just had was, I think it's actually easier for me to do so much because I do so much. Yo, I feel like the I'm same just exact used way. to it. I feel like if I'm not doing 10 things at once, I'm doing nothing. Like, I feel like if I'm not like pulling my hair out, I feel like I'm just like, sure. I don't know, especially even like just like sending stuff out to like, like pushing our record and like trying to like get write ups and like sending our EPK out to people. I'm like, if I feel like if I'm not waking up and doing something short fictions related, I'm failing. Sure. Yeah. Totally. I feel that with that statement that you just made um there's there's two there was a point that i wanted to get into but that actually segues really well into it so that would be uh the promotion side of things management that whole thing Mm -hmm. so down the path of any band that's trying to get to the next level you know there's uh that conversation of you know do we do a do we get a booking agent? Do we get a manager? Do we do this or that? Who's emailing stuff? Do we get a publicist? Are those things that you've mm-hmm. thought about or are you still yeah. very much like... Actually, it's like, I feel that like I can do all three of those things. Publicist, booking agent, PR manager. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I feel like I can do all of those and I feel like I do them really well. Uh, so like until we get to a point where it's just like, I can't, literally can't handle it all. I feel, I definitely feel comfortable handling it like all myself. When it comes to, okay, let's, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there, but let's just say like emailing blogs. Mm -hmm. That's a thing that a lot of bands should Mm -hmm. do that a lot of bands don't do. Yeah. I could tell you, I mean, every time I put out a project, I'll probably email people for about a week or two and I get very discouraged very quickly. Yeah. So are you the same way or do you, is there something in you that pushes you to keep sending stuff? I send stuff every, like I, I'm in people's ears. I, I know it's like annoying. And even like from someone who books shows who like, you know, may or may not like avoid some emails that come in just cause you, you know, we get so many, uh, 
you know, I know that it's annoying to be in people's ears, but I also know that's the only way to get people's attention sometimes. So like, I know I'll, I have a whole calendar of like when we're sending what out to who for what write up for what interview. Like I, I know like we planned this like a month and a half ago yeah. and like I have this like on our calendar and then tomorrow I'm going to wake up and like send another thing out to <laughs> make sure we have something for our, our next single that comes out next month. Yeah. Yeah. So it's literally always just like thinking the next step. And uh, I know that, I mean, it's possible to like, you know, make moves without like pushing stuff. But I know that like if, if, if we push our music and like we don't get anything out of it, that's fine. But at least I know that like I hit up literally everyone I could and did everything I can in my power to like get us there. Yeah, no, I think that that's really important. And like the message that you're saying is just like, I think that ultimately I don't think enough bands work as hard as they think they are working. That's true. And I I feel like you're not working hard enough until like you're consistently stressing about it. (laughs) You know? (laughs) And I mean, if you're not stressed and you're not living, honestly, that's so true. It's like, (laughs) I don't know. I'm really stressed about our record, but I know that it's because like, I personally think like it is my, one of my top three records of all time. Wow. Well, I haven't told you that. No, that's awesome. Well, it is. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that. I don't know. (laughs) That's, that's why I'm so stressed over it is because I just have like so much faith in like what we do and like how well, like all five of us work as a team and like me and Sam specifically. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I don't know. I just like, I really love my band. I really love my friends. Do you ever have stress nightmares? Yes. Like <laughs> I've been, we've been on tour and I sleep talk a lot. Sam has heard me like sleep talking, like payout to promoters. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. But that's how I know that it's real. <laughs> yeah. No, we work. I've, I literally think we work harder than like 90% of bands out there. Yeah, I mean, you that's the other fucked up thing too about being on this like this startup grind is that you have to work harder. Yeah. It's funny because like with Greywalker right now, we're in the middle of like a break. Um we you know we've we we've been practicing pretty infrequently, no shows, nothing, just like chilling. Just chilling because we haven't done that since we started being a band. And it's like, we weren't even given the luxury to do that. It's not like, I mean, like we're taking, it's only like four months that we're taking off from shows, but that just seems crazy crazy. to us because that seems seems crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. Since I've been in the band, like what, two years ago, it's like, we've the longest we've gone, like, inactive was like two months and yeah, it felt it, like it, the it, longest it thing ever. It feels insane. We actually had a practice yesterday and it was the first time that we were all like in the room together in probably over a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was this just, it just felt weird. But at the same time, it's been good. Just kind of like a good, just healthy separation from everything to just kind of take care yeah. of some other stuff. Cause we've yeah. been kind of like going at it nonstop, you know, rehearsing shows, doing this, like all this stuff yeah. on top of work. Family, partners, yeah. kids, school, all this stuff, Crazy. you know, and it, like for like four years, just yeah. grinding. And now it's like, okay, let's fucking pump the brakes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think there will definitely come a point like where all of us are like, okay, let's pump the brakes. But I think until at least me or Sam get to that point, I don't think I can possibly get to that point. I feel like sometimes yeah. I feel like this is like my... That's, I well, don't have anything the, else going on. I, I, that's really. what I'm saying. I it's feel a, like... 
so that's the thing is like it's the th- it's like everybody in the band is on different levels so that's the yeah. thing is like for me like i was it wasn't i'm not here to call out anybody in my band but it wasn't necessarily me that was like oh i think we need to yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? But it's just one of those things. Other people, they got to do what's best for them to take mm-hmm. care of themselves. That's cool. important. Yeah. No beef. And mm-hmm. like for me, it's like, okay, well, I still have fucking I'm doing plenty enough anyway. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going yeah, to sure. Disney. We're going on a break. Yeah. I'm going to Disney. Eight, eight days to Disney. That's honestly. Yeah. And you like met heaven. Snow White. That's incredible. We did. Yeah. Yes. We met Snow White, the evil queen, grumpy and dopey. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whole crew at a dinner. Yeah, yeah, character meal dinner. Yeah, Lit. shout outs to Stacy. I hope you enjoyed that food. It was very expensive. I love can you. I pour, can I pour more? I of love this? you. Of course. That's why it's there. Okay. This is so cool. <laughs> oh, I feel like a king. I do. Oh yeah, enjoy the beer. Like shout outs to Penn Brewery Yo, downstairs. They don't yeah. sponsor the show, but they should. <laughs> what is that from? I have no idea, to be honest with you. I, 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 I just... Uh, That's actually you throwing up and you're embarrassed yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I just YouTubed eating sound effect. And aside uh, from a bunch of weird ASMR videos, I got <laughs> that. Can nice. you imagine? You know what's really funny is I was just... Uh, the podcast I had earlier was they started talking about weird ASMR videos. Same so, loves ASMR. I do. Okay. So can you imagine just like an ear to ear? Ew. Yeah. No. When it gets to like, like the sound of me chewing something, like miss me with that so, one. Uh, we don't have to dig into ASMR, but the one thing. <laughs> Probably shouldn't. Uh, the one thing that, that, that has always irked me about it anytime that I've like been curious enough is like my... Uh, my audio engineer brain hurts listening to how like, it's like this could be recorded so much better, but there uh, I've seen some that are recorded really well. And it's yeah. actually really impressive because for what they're doing, it's actually really tricky to get like a good clean signal of some of those things. So there's, there's some mm-hmm. technical proficiency that, yeah. that goes into a lot of the engineering of ASMR, but that's, I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> some of like the, the YouTubers that, like that's their living. They have like five thousand dollar microphones. I'm like, I wish I could record my music with that. And sure. you're just recording, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. You know, uh, art is subjective. More power to you. Uh huh. <laughs> with the band, back to the band, uh, <laughs> promoting stuff, blogging, sending stuff out. What else is there that Short Fictions is doing at this point? to uh, help spread the word. Is there anything that we haven't touched on? I mean, we haven't talked a whole lot about social media yeah. or content. Yeah. How's we need the to get, content game? Uh, so since we put out the single like a week ago, I've been really on the meme grind. Oh. Trying, some of them are hit or miss. I think I've been doing pretty good. As I, was actually just, I was just talking earlier with the band that was in here earlier. Shout outs to Kawano Sour. I was, oh. talk, I was talking about uh, and, and this is not an attack on you. Okay. But I was Go talking ahead. about how annoyed I get when bands bands turned into meme pages. Yo. <laughs> Honestly, That's how I you what, succeed what, though. But, okay. <laughs> Claudio Claudio from this band, Commander Salamander. Claudio is 19. So, you know, heavy into meme culture. I was like, this record's coming out. I don't know how we're gonna push it. You know, I feel like we don't have the Twitter presence that we need. And he's like, 
you got to make memes. I'm like, I'm not funny. So like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I've He's seen like, bands I guess, make their whole campaign I, on Twitter. Do you know guess, the band Heart Attack Man? Yeah. Oh my God. A, I guess there's a difference between like creating your own memes versus like, I've seen bands that just like share like other weird, like like metal bands that share like weird metal memes that have nothing to do with their band specifically yeah. or that they made. Are you talking about like creating your own content? Or yeah. a nah, well, I don't know. You know or like, like finding content that really re- like connects. With I really want to make a, a TikTok. It's OC. Yeah. Uh, I don't know because there was one meme that Alex shared the other day, and I was like, "This is really cringy. You got to delete." Oh, this. was but, it the was it the the DA? Yeah, I don't know, but it got eighty. It, it got eighty likes, and that's what I was. Gonna <laughs> I, say. I was like, <laughs> I hate this, and I'm embarrassed by it. But it got eighty likes on Twitter. I'm like, okay, well. You know something that I don't know, <laughs> so and it's that you just keep rolling with it, buddy. I don't know. It's see, it's so weird. I just feel like I'm just so <laughs> disconnected from it. But obviously, bands do it because it works. It just like yeah, we got to yeah. I don't I don't know how to explain it. I, as soon as this record's like, as soon as we're done hyping up this record, like once it comes out, I don't have to make any memes anymore. <laughs> Sorry, right, I'll go back into Twitter hibernation. Although I'm starting to wonder we're once this record five, comes out, slaving over a hot <laughs> meme. Am I ever, are we ever going to get out of it? Like, am I just going to be, are we going to be one of those meme bands forever? And that's the thing. Like, I don't want to seem insincere. Like, I don't want to be like a joke band. Yeah. But like. Because our songs really, are joking. I feel like our songs. The memes resonate with people and you know. Yeah. I just, you got to do. I think that I just really don't jive with the idea that of like needing to like trick people <laughs> into like paying attention to your band. And I feel like even like if you had 80 people like that, yeah. that tweet. Like how, what was the percentage of that? Do you think like that tweet because it was attached to your band and because they liked their music versus people that just liked the meme? I would like to hope I would. Yeah. I hope people think I'm funny, but (laughs) But it's like, it's like, it's like, it's almost two different things. Like I don't have a problem with memes and I obviously don't have a problem with independent bands, Yeah, but when the worlds collide and I feel like memes are being used to promote a band, but like, it's like there's a weird disconnect. It's, like people aren't engaging with the meme because they're gonna, fi- they're gonna listen to your yeah. new record. I don't know. I just I. But it does like it does help bring attention. Yeah, I, we've gotten. Oh, I think it works. It it does. It I think it does work. Honestly, <laughs> like I don't know if people I more people like, are listening. It was to our funny. Band, like but, yeah. I was earlier just today, just today, 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 whatever the day is today. This happened. I was uh I was in my I was in a lift. And the driver was listening to Papa Roach. And I was like, this is fun. Nice. And like, <laughs> they were also listening to like Five Finger Death Punch. So, and like, the, the 2006, like, crazy. Like, and I had this thought in my head where it was like, you know, do I tell this person that I play in a metal band and tell them about my metal band? But so I just mm-hmm. put a, I just made a Facebook post and it was like, you know, uh, do I tell this Lyft driver listening to Papa Roach about Gray Walker with like a little <laughs> thinking emoji? And like, it got, a ton of likes and a ton of comments. And I was like, I was just making a joke, but yeah. I low key just reminded like 200 people on my friends list that I play in a band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because if I would have like posted like a link to a song or album, it would have just like gotten lost in the ether. All right, you're because gonna, I was like making fun of some new metal band. I, you're like gonna, memed, you're gonna, I memed our band. You're going <laughs> to hate me, but I made a Tinder to promote our new record. Okay. <laughs> and it works. Uh, I don't know if it works. Sam doesn't. <laughs> Sam doesn't oh, think no. it works. I'm not I think there. it works. I mean, it's, your, it's your Tinder, so I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Tell us on. about Tinder. I'm gonna change the battery in the camera real quick while we do that. I'm pretty bad at Tinder. Uh, I mean, I'm not using it to really like actively like 
flirt with people. I'm literally just using it to promote our band, uh, which is like pretty much just like being like straight, yo, listen to my band. I have like this copy pasta I already have like printed out trying to get people to listen to our band. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> weird, but I mean, again, I, the thing is like you said, use the word tricking people into listening to your music or whatever. I think that's the goal. I think, I mean, honestly, if we were a better band, like if we were better musicians, like we might not have to do that, but yeah. I don't think we're the best band. We're not the best musicians and uh, we we're do, definitely not the best. We got to, we got to trick people. I that's what it comes down to. <laughs> I mean, ultimately it is a battle to get everybody's attention. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's funny because it's not like, there's these different, everybody's on the same platforms now. Yeah. It's like you're using the same platforms to promote your music that mm -hmm. Death Cab for Cutie and Katy Perry and we all have the same is. opportunity. It's, it's all the same thing. So it all gets kind of blended together. So it's just a yeah. matter of getting people's attention. So ultimately, you would hope that, you know, by being a little bit more, uh, I don't know, proactive. Uh, uh, like funny and silly, yeah. proactive, yeah. Yeah. proactive through the memification yeah. uh, that, you know, you'll get more people's eyes on things and then maybe they'll be like, Oh, what is short fictions? Oh, this is a band and they, okay. Yeah. I like bands. And then maybe they'll <laughs> check you out. I think it works. I think the Tinder thing works. I think Sam doesn't think it works. <laughs> well, I think that, I think that Tinder now is like, I think, Feel that a large, it's a meme, right? Like it's yeah, a joke. I, that's basically what I was okay. going to say. I didn't. I didn't know if people were actually using Tinder to like find the one or no, like. No, I think that there's definitely people that are using it, but I think a lot of people just use Tinder now because it's completely silly and it's yeah. just yeah, it's, it's just, just fun. it's a fun. People it, use Tinder to find drugs, like <laughs> <laughs> really, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Swipe right if you got that loud. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> not me. I don't do yeah, that. Yeah, I don't have the loud. <laughs> I don't have Tinder. I could, or I, loud. <laughs> I, could, uh, I could definitely see that being a thing. But yeah, Tinder, I don't know anybody. I mean, people do use it, but I yeah. think that it's definitely a, a meme in some mm -hmm. ways. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Big time, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of other crazy types of promotion that we've been doing. I mean, ultimately, there's no right or wrong answer. It's just a matter yeah. of, I think the best thing that you could possibly do is just try literally everything. That's the most frustrating True. thing is that there's no set formula to like getting people to listen to your music besides being like a, a good band. Or being rich. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. Yeah. That it, is the other thing. <laughs> what it really boils down being to. Being yeah. rich goes way over being a good band. Sometimes yeah. being Can a good band Can we talk about Imagine Dragons? Enough. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of the, my I say this all the time, so a lot of the best bands that ever existed were never famous because they weren't rich. And then a lot of the bands that are hugely popular, like Imagine Dragons, uh, are terrible. <laughs> so... Just you like know. objectively bad music. Yeah. I am. I like all kinds of music mm -hmm. and I'm a pretty forgiving person when it comes to music, but I cannot fucking stand <laughs> that band. They're the antithesis. Not one <laughs> thing that that band does. Like I would listen to. I don't know. I would I would I, put Mercury in my ears before I listen to Imagine Dragons. I was like, going to say, like, I would listen to, you know, I would replace every record that I own with all copies of Nickelback albums before yeah. having to listen to Imagine Dragons yeah. for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. Nickelback kind of slaps yeah. compared to Imagine Dragons. Uh, Nickelback, I think it's a bad rep. I, I do not do, think yeah. that they are as bad as people make them out to be. They're not great, but I mean, they have some pretty bad. cringy songs, but... On the scale dude of was things. Married, dude was married to Avril Lavigne. Yeah. That, that's there. pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, she's cool. And he's not a skater boy. 
Wow. <laughs> so he must he is, be special. Chad Kruger is not a skater boy. No, no, no. I think that dude is the complete opposite of a skater boy. Loser. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of memes, that was a, a meme of a song nowadays. Yeah. Skater yeah. boy. Avril, Did, Avril Levine was just here. Or in she's going to be here. And I missed it? Yeah. She's Damn. playing at the Roxy. And if she hasn't already That's been here. That was like my first crush. Like I was like six or seven. And that was like my first. It's when I felt something. That's not a bad one to have. Yeah. But um, you, heard, you heard about how like. How she died and there's a fake Avril. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Cool. She's I just Paul McCartney. Yeah. Before, yeah. <laughs> for, for a split second, I was gonna. I was. I didn't gonna know if we were ask about there. the Avril Levine conspiracy yeah, theory. Sorry. But I was I like, just, maybe we shouldn't get yeah, into that. We don't have to. Oh, we love conspiracy theories. We, as a band, that's like our conspiracy theories are, I, I wouldn't say as a band, but I do enjoy a good conspiracy theory. So conspiracy theories aside, back to short fictions oh my gosh. <laughs> and the success of the band and, you know, just being functional. Yeah. I think one of the last, well, one of the first things that a band needs and one of the things that regardless of the press that you get and the songs that you write, you need to be able to get along with each other. And you mm -hmm. mentioned before that, you know, you're all homies and mm -hmm. you enjoy being in a band together. And I think that that's another thing too. just speaking to anybody out there that may be listening to this. It's like my band's having issues. It's like, if you're in a band with somebody that you're not friends with, you need to get the fuck out yeah. of that band or just get mm -hmm. that person the fuck out of the band, True. depending on whether if it's like your band or if you're in somebody else's band, you know, sometimes how that is. But, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, you need to be like, it's a, it's a, it's like a really intense working relationship. I feel like the relationships that I've had with people that I've been in bands with have been so much more dramatic than any other like romantic <laughs> like relationship no, I've I, ever I, been in. I love, like I love my partner and you know, we have an amazing relationship, but oh. I like my bandmates are like, I don't know. We could all get married together. Like I need to, I need to date. I need to talk. I was going to say we're like family. into like, yeah, I wouldn't. No, no, no. We all, I don't think everyone it's romantic, but maybe no, it, it is. is. Okay. It is. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I love everyone that I'm in a band with. Well, there is something that is, you know, very romantic and, uh, you know, potentially sensual in a way about I mean, creating art with other people. Yeah, you're right. In, but in, also, in a hot, like sweaty room. A, a child, being, child. Being yeah. in a van, being in a sweaty fart box with like the same five people for 20 days in a row. Like you, you don't have that experience with like anyone else. Even if you're filling in for a band, like you don't have the same experiences that you would like. I mean, I don't know. I don't think, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's, it's really hard to explain. No. Yeah. yeah. I, I would say that it, I agree with you that it is hard to explain. And if anybody listening to this has been in that situation, you know what it is. It goes down to uh, down goes back to that. If you want to do something, you have to really fucking want to do it. And that's what pushes you through that. Cause mm -hmm. like a lot of times when you're doing this, you know, DIY touring for lack of a better phrase, it's like, you know, it's putting yourself in the most, awful situation sometimes <laughs> you know if you're fucking you know touring in the summer with no ac winter no heat trying to stay in the van to save money all you know it's it's yeah. a nightmare you're not getting paid mm -hmm. you're 
you know, you're playing <laughs> some really sketchy place outside of Chicago. Like all <laughs> the, like, it's like this, the crazy stuff that you do to play to five people, yeah. five people <laughs> that may have really fucking been into it. Yeah. But it's like, fuck, like I might die. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying close. to think. Of, I'm trying to think if there's any specific time we've been on tour. And I've been like, oh, we're gonna die. Oh, we, yo, we were on tour this summer and we decided to drive through a hurricane. We got. We were going to Louisiana. No, was it? No, it was Louisiana. We're, yeah, we're coming from Houston. And, like, going we to were Lafayette. sleeping the night prior, and we got like a uh, like a iPhone like emergency alert that was like. Everyone needs to evacuate <laughs> the state now. And we're like, should we play this show? In, I, Alex and Sam I was who like, were sleeping in the one bed in the motel that had roaches. And me and Ryan were in the other bed. And Ryan was like, we need to play the show. It'd be so fun if we drove through a hurricane. And like, <laughs> if we live to tell the tale, we can tell everybody. Yeah. My <laughs> and, mom called me. It was 5 a.m. And she's like, don't you dare play that show tomorrow. <laughs> and guess what? We did it. We played the show. It was, and it was sick. It was, <laughs> and it, it, yeah, I don't know. That, that was like the most close to death we were. We've, thank God we've never been in any sort of car accident or yeah, any sort of thing. We've also wood. never been, never been pulled over. Never been pulled. Well, I mean, we can't drive over 55, so there's no reason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, with playing in places, obviously, I mean, you mentioned Texas, you've been all over. Mm-hmm. I mean, a good, a good bit of this, yeah. this land of the we've, free. We've done like half of the country. Do you notice a significant difference in other cities DIY scenes from like our tri-state area or does it feel like the same? I would say Pittsburgh is the best. I, oh. I literally, I do think Pittsburgh's <laughs> the best, but, but uh, a lot of it is, it's not too different. Yeah. And it, it really depends because you're only there for one show. That's it, fair. Yeah, I mean, hard to tell. I've been to several Pittsburgh shows that were just like, meh. And you know, 20 kids show up and it's sick, but like, you know, the touring band doesn't have the same experience you do yeah you know in terms of like going to a show and how successful it is and stuff like that but i don't know i feel there's but definitely like a general vibe yeah you know, is it- oh yeah there's I feel, I feel like there's definitely been some places we've been to richmond seems like very community based every yeah. time we played there everyone's been like super tight and it looks it some feels cities don't have like basements at all yeah like it's new really york weird. there's no diy venues really no house shows. you just have to play bars or whatever Kind of um, sucks, yeah. yeah, it's awful. I you mean, like it, a weird fine. art gallery. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of places are similar. Den, Texas, very community-based. Den was cool. Uh, I feel like a lot of the time, the people that gripe the most about like the Pittsburgh scene are the people that never leave. Yeah. And it's like, you have no idea. Like, I feel like we have like a really awesome setup here compared to a lot of places that I've been. Like, true. There's so many fucking places to play for people of all ages and all styles of music across the board. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? You're in a weird funk band. There's a place for you. You're fucking, you know, 15 and have like a weird jazz trio. We'll find a place for you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like you play in a fucking death metal band. There's a couple bars for you. You, <laughs> you know, like whatever you want to do. Indie rock, you're good. Yeah, I, I don't think, know. Uh, one of the things I really like about Pittsburgh that's like unique from other cities is that uh, we have like residential housing in like the city which is cool like usually when we play other towns it's either like you're in like the downtown or you're in like the suburbs in pittsburgh those things are like straight up combined and i don't know yeah and and the 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 scenes are so comprehensive i don't know 
also in Pittsburgh, like you were saying, there's places for everybody. There are spaces for everybody, but also simultaneously, I will say one of the things that irks me a lot about the city, and it's probably just an inevitable result of just underground culture in general would be like bubbles, clicks of people. But I don't think that that has anything to do with Pittsburgh. I just think that that's a result of... That's just, that's just human nature. Yeah, exactly. I think, mm-hmm. uh, sure. you know, uh, a lot of it, I usually pin on promoters, mm-hmm. True. but I figure, well, a promoter has a job that they want to do and maybe they only, you know, they have a half dozen bands that they know are reliable and yeah. they got a band coming through and they got a guarantee for the band. So they want to make sure people are going to come see the band. So they, you know, there's like that always those same, like, every show they book, there's going to be like the same two or three bands out of that half dozen. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, and that's it's like, weird, but I, I get it. I felt, I felt like we were kind of at that point. I felt like there were a lot of, you know, cool tour packages coming in. That would be like, this is like a year ago, but it'd be like, you know, short fictions and Shingard plus two really cool bands on tour, which is cool. But like, I don't know. It gets to a point where no one wants to see, you know, the, the same, same two, two bands. Yeah. And that, yeah, I, I feel like we fall into that trap a little bit because we do like our scene is like Oakland house show kids. Yeah. And we, I mean, it's a really great scene. And I would like to incorporate other scenes and other people, but uh, a lot of times those are people that I don't know very well. And so I feel like scared to yeah, message I think, them. And be like, I think that's the other thing too, um, which was a point that I wanted to make and then I forgot. So thank you for bringing it up yeah. is that a lot of us get into art through, uh, you know, that like being like introverted and kind of like, you know, we don't know how to like really socialize, but we can get really good at guitar. (laughs) And then, and then, you know, over the, then eventually you get into a band, you start socializing and it's okay. But like, there's always that part in the back of our heads. Like even with me, when it comes to new people, even like with doing this podcast, if I have somebody like coming on the show that I've never met before at all, I am like, I am all nerves. I'm like, yeah, why does this person want to come on the show? This is so weird. (laughs) You know, it's, it's insane. I just get like really in my head about it. Mm -hmm. I'm the shyest booker ever. (laughs) I would would agree. Yeah. Yeah. It, I don't know. It's hard to reach out to people that you've never met before to be like, do you want to play a show in my basement? Yeah. (laughs) Like they're, I just feel like they're going to be like, ew, no. (laughs) I've got, I've gotten to the point where I'm just like so desperate to try to find newer acts that I'm like, Yo, and it usually goes music. well. Like. Yeah, like last night, for example, we had this touring band called Carpool come through, and I booked two people that I've never booked before, and it was fine. Like they'd never really played in Pittsburgh house shows, and they brought, you know, both of them brought a couple of new people who have never been to shows, and yeah. hopefully they come back. But that's kind of the point, right? And, and yeah. also, I feel like people think that Oakland is like for like college kids only. So like when I reach out to like older people, I feel like they're going to be like. Oh no, I, 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 I'm too uh, old for that. I'll, yeah. I'll tell you this. I was just, again, you're killing it on the segues, my friend. Hell yeah. Thank <laughs> you. But that was just a point that I was going to bring up in terms of like my uh, comfort level yeah. at Oakland venues. Yeah. I remember the last time I played a house show in Oakland. It was a couple years ago. And I mean, I'm not old, mm-hmm. but it, it I, basically, I mean, I was in a basement in Oakland playing a show, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But the thing that kind of weirded me out was like, there was like obviously underage kids hanging out, drinking and stuff, which is sick. Yeah. I'm into it, but like, I don't want to be around it. It feels a little weird. Cause like, you know I mean? Like I'm fucking, I'm 
I turned 34 this month. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's kind of weird being around like people that are like yeah. over a decade younger than me that aren't even legal to drink in a basement. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. it just feels like I'm glad that that world exists. Cause I came from that world. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I fuck with it heavy, but like, I just feel like there's like, I've like, you're in a different part. I of don't life. feel that yeah. like, I don't try to be like, I don't want to be like ageist or anything, but I feel like, that's just not a place for me to be. We do have shows that like an older person will book just because, I mean, there's not a whole lot of venues in the city where you can book a show for free and, you know, uh, older people will show up and it's totally fine and cool. Sometimes we have like every band is like in their late 20s, early 30s. And then other times we have shows where everybody's like a teenager in high school. Yeah. And they both go fine. I don't know. The or- other hard thing too that I've found is that um, with those shows, because like I have like an, uh, I like playing those shows because I get to play for people that are younger that I don't typically get to play shows for, yeah. which is really cool. Mm-hmm. But my people that typically come out to see me don't want to come to a basement in Oakland. Yeah, that's the other thing and too. That's, and it's a super awkward thing. So it's like towing that lines. It's like, I, you know, it's like, fuck, like I would be super down to play whatever, whenever, mm-hmm. but I feel bad going on like taking a spot on a show that's when I don't draw. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how many people I'm even going to be able to bring to a basement, you know, in Oakland. Whereas if I play a fucking show at the moose or I play a show in fucking Lawrence, like a Kativo or something, it's Mm -hmm. like, I know I'll have draw because like I have people People are are over 21. Yeah. Yeah. People are going to want to go out and like, I just hate, it's like, I hate it, but I get it. It's like people that are coming out to see me, it gets to a point where it's like, I'm not the reason people are going out. I'm mm-hmm. not the sole reason. I'm one part of the reason. Yeah. People, oh, oh, we can go see Gray Walker and we could go get some drinks and maybe we can go to that food place down the street. It's like, I have a bunch of like adults that yeah. are my fans yeah. now yeah. that like have to like get babysitters for their kids. And like, oh I like God. I'm part of their night out. And if like, yeah. they're not going to fucking come to Oakland to see me, right. it sucks. Yeah, for sure. It's a unique place to be in. I, I feel like for us, especially because we live in Oakland. I mean, you're a student, but you don't go to Pitt. And I am not a student. I've been out of college for like three years now. And we live in Oakland and people think that we are students just because we're yeah. we're not like in Oakland, you're either a student or you're a person who's lived there your entire life. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I try to bridge that gap because we're like, I don't know. We're in between the 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 young crowd and the old crowd. Yeah. And uh, I feel bad for Oakland. It gets a bad rap. It wasn't always, you know, just college kids. It was just a very normal neighborhood until uh, the university well, yeah. kind of engendered yeah. gentrification. Like yeah, only yeah. within like the last 10 years or so. Yeah. I mean, I'm old enough that, I mean, I grew up whenever a lot of the music venues were still in Oakland. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the beehive was there in Oakland. Uh, I mean, there was a lot of really, really cool, um, like underground subculture stuff in Oakland. It was really like a hub for it yeah. before. Jerry's used to be in Oakland. Yeah. Before there. Weezer played in Oakland. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Lincoln Park played in Oakland. Wu-Tang hey. Clan played in Oakland. The Mars Volta. Converge. ICP. Probably. Cradle <laughs> of Filth. Fuck Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, and now it's a, a supermarket, the IGA building. That's yeah. where, where Lago was. The, oh, the the supermarket's gone. Now it's oh. just apartments. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're yep. right. You're right. Rest yeah. in peace. Yeah, food. Who needs food? Yeah, there's no grocery stores <laughs> in Oakland. It's <laughs> fucked up. It's awful. Gotta go to Southside. Gotta go to Southside to get groceries. Ridiculous. Yeah. 
with uh oh, fuck man so we've talked about a whole heck and lot of stuff just you know being a band getting on the road getting shows promoting yourself your stuff specifically um one of the things that we've talked about a lot but i don't know if i've addressed really is um actually you know being a not just being a part of the community but being like a participant and an active like sort of a a shit starter, not like somebody that starts shit, but somebody like a pot stirrer, I suppose would be a better way of saying it by, you know, booking shows, helping run, uh, independent venues. Like Mm -hmm. those are all things that I think that are super beneficial for independent bands to have a hand in because it's like, you're just a, you're like really being a good part of the ecosystem instead of just trying to, uh, I don't know. I don't think that there are too many bands that just like try to leech, Mm-hmm. But um, it happens, it and, happens. Yeah, or it does. big time or bands that you know expect everything from nothing. You know, I think there's yeah. a, there's a lot that yeah that also um, there's a lot to be said about the hustle that your band has, and uh, I think it's really nice. Thank you. Thank I think you. it's really nice yeah. without being too sentimental. Yeah, I think it's tight. So thanks. Thank yeah. you for doing what you do. Yeah, no, I, I it's it's super crucial. I feel like we. I mean, not to toot our own horn here, but like Sam writes all the music and then I handle all like the managerial aspect of stuff. And like, I don't think like any, I don't know. I don't think I could like help manage any other band. Like, I just think with that being Sam works so well together. With that being said though, um, you know, do you have any just sort of like default blanket advice for anybody that's starting like starting being in a band or like starting yeah. like being in a band that's going on tour. Being a band's going on tour. Uh just like go on tour as much as possible. Doesn't matter where you go, doesn't matter who you play for, doesn't matter who you play with cuz like you will make the connections eventually. Uh you know, if it's really your true passion, just like give it all you got, you know what I mean? Like all the bands that have made it like either worked their ass off or had, you know, money to pay for it to make it happen. We don't have the ladder. So like we all work our ass off, uh, make friends. Like you're not going to yeah. do this. You're not going to, you're not going to make it in a community. If you're just like there to just like, yeah, it's like clout. just saying, that, that's, yeah, that's, you, you get out what you put in. Yeah. And if you're not like engaging your community and, and boosting up your friends and yeah. being a friend to other people, if you're not, yeah, you're not going to help other people. When I first started book, like when I, first started booking our tours and I would reach out to people who I know who had experienced booking tours and like were, you know, doing pretty well in the DIY scene. I'd reach out and be like, yo, can you help me, you know, point me in the direction of some people who can help. And they'd be like, oh, you're going to have to pay me or like, you know, being super gatekeepy about contacts and stuff. I really try to like anyone who talks to me about like wanting to go on tour. I'm like, yo, take my whole contact book. I'll give you this Google sheet of like literally anyone in any state that books shows DIY or not. Like, yeah. You know, if you really put in the effort, like, I mean, it, I'm not going to say it's not hard work, but like, if you're a hardworking band and like you want to play shows and you want to go on tour and you want to do it, then you'll do it. And that's literally just like what it comes down to is like the work ethic, how much time you put into it. Like, I sit in front of my computer like minimally, Constantly. like <laughs> four or five hours a day, just like answering emails, booking stuff, like ready to go. It's hard work, but like, I believe in it and like I do think that like we like all five of us as a band work really really hard in our own separate ways yeah I think that that's another thing that's really crucial too is that you know everybody in a band 
is not going to be good at the same thing, mm -hmm. but everybody in the band is going to be good at something. And I think it's really important to utilize all of that stuff and make sure that everybody's participating in whatever yeah. way they can. Whether it's like your instrument or like, you know, if you can handle stuff from like an outside perspective, like, you know, booking and stuff like that, like whatever you have to offer to bring to the table and you bring it, like it'll happen as long as you just like work for it. That's like the only advice I have is just like <laughs> work your butt off. If you believe in it, it'll happen. Yeah. Any advice, <laughs> Sam? Or are you just going uh, so to... That sounds good to me. I don't know. <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. So before we like wrap, wrap this thing up, because we've hit our hour, we're actually well over an hour at this point. Nice. Uh, where can people find your band? And one more time, drop the release date for that new stuff that's coming out. Uh, Fate's Worth in Death out December, December 13th. 13th. Acrobat right on Stable Records. records. Acrobat uh, Unstable Records. records. Uh, <laughs> Instagram at short underscore fictions, or is that? Yeah, we got Instagram, we got Twitter. If you look up short fictions we on anything, Facebook. I'm sure it'll come up. We got Spotify, obviously. Title. I think we're on title. Uh, yeah, I think we're on. I When I upload to distribute, I click everything, yeah. even the stuff that doesn't pay us. So we're everywhere. Um, I think. I think that's it. Yeah. Please listen to our new single. It's Please. really good. It is so good. Pre-order our record. There's cream vinyls. Cream. Cream colored. Pre-order our records if the label is disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just yeah, no. I Seriously, uh, I definitely really, really am stoked for the band. Thanks. Um, Thank I think you for that, having us. This is yeah, no, sick. this is awesome. I've watched like the last like probably ten podcasts. Wanted to be on it. The Zells, short like String Machine, now Short Fictions. Yeah, yeah. I'm no. so proud and honored to be so. No, it's part it's of it's team. really cool. I've been doing the show now for five years, primarily wow. all local. Um, and I am not running short of people to talk to. And I yeah. always say that 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 is a like a testament to like how thriving the scene is and like i mean most of the people that have been on the show are still doing stuff in some capacity there may be a band here or there maybe they've like a band's broken up but those people form new bands things like that like everybody's mm -hmm. still in it and that's it's nuts mm -hmm. how many people are doing really really cool stuff in the city so and y'all are no exception so thank you thank you all for being here and it's time for an outro and that is all folks hold on <laughs> And that is all, there folks. Thanks so much for listening. Sam, Alex, Short Fictions. One more time, one last cheer. Are you guys empty? Yeah. Feel free to <laughs> kill the rest of that beer if you would like it. Split it up. Be friends. Share a brew. I'm good on here. I've been drinking all day. I'll be <laughs> back again in a couple of days with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2019. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening. And then we slow fade out. And we are done, my Yo, friends. Oh, that was sick as hell. Tight. I've never had a microphone in my face for that long. I don't think I've ever not looked at my I don't, I don't think I've I don't think I've not looked at my phone for like an hour.